1: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombus. big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, young man, you
1: have been apprenticed to a fine company in London. Today, you become a man of business. I'm looking forward to it, Headmaster. Mmm, you will
0: love business. It is the American way. Sam. Hmm. It's just... A, a, just right. Oh, it is the
1: British way. Welcome to The Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. Be a part of the conversation as industry insiders, genre lovers, and cinephiles dare to peek beyond the curtains of imagination and dive into the art of cinema. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. Now here's your host, Armand Haddad. Heather, thank you so much for coming onto the show. This is so exciting because literally for years, I've been trying to get you on Uh, The Syndicate, and now finally I have all the WSTR gems in my Infinity Gauntlet. (laughs) (laughs) So Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming.
0: Oh, Armand, thank you so much. I am so sad that it has taken this long, (laughs) Um, but I think we have peaked on the movie for our discussion.
1: Seriously, yeah, we're talking about The Muppet's Christmas Carol. And before we get into the film proper, I want to know... Because, like, this film was like a big film in my childhood. How did you discover The Muppets Christmas Carol?
0: Yeah. So, um, I had a great upbringing. Um, I am the youngest of my family. My brothers uh, were 10 and 12 years older than me. Um, And so, my parents were older uh, by extension. And so, I just grew up with films that my age bracket shouldn't have been watching, right? Because (laughs) I was just growing up with adults, basically. So um, very much exposed to the Muppets early. I knew about the Muppet show, not just the films. Um, And so basically, ever since um, The Great Muppet Caper, I was like fully hooked in the Muppet realm. So um, when I learned that there was more Muppet movies coming out, I was ecstatic. Um, So then when the Muppet Christmas Carol came out, um, I was like, well, it's the Muppets. I'm going to see it. But um, the story had never been really well done. And so I was like, um, what? We'll talk about in the future. Oh my Uh,
1: God. The podcast.
0: (laughs) But um, (laughs) hot takes already and we haven't even started. Um, But Yeah. And so it was just always, if there was a Muppet movie, it's something we watched. And so. That's sick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The Muppets for me to this day as an adult are my jam. I love the Muppets so much. Growing up, I kind of confused them with Sesame Street because I also watched a lot of Sesame Street. So I'm like, are they Muppets? Are they their own thing? It's a different blog. It's a different hood.
0: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure.
1: But like. My personal favorite was the uh, Muppets Treasure Island movie.
0: Yeah, It's a good one, it yes. It is a good one. It's a good Tim Curry. It's and, just, yeah.
1: And I would say the Treasure Island adaptations were all solid, but I, I do kind of agree with you that some of the um, Christmas Carol adaptations aren't the best because I think it's a limitation of like the technology. Cause like, sure. if you like read the story, it's like, Oh, like there's these ghosts and he's traveling through time. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to do with, you know, a strapped a budget. It's like, we need to make a Christmas movie. Yeah. Let's make it happen.
0: For <laughs> sure. For sure. The, the
1: backgrounds just... <laughs> are wobbling.
0: You're <laughs> <laughs> like, we have one budget for the one ghost. So the other ghosts have to be a little weird.
1: Right. And, like, with the Muppets Christmas Carol, honestly, they did not have to go this hard for the Christmas Carol. Like, this movie is so good. Like, it's, like, yeah. it's a good movie. Like, it's it's well done. And also, like, the production value is, like, super high. And, like, little kid brain watching this, I was like, oh, I'm a little scared. And that's yeah. what I want from a Christmas Carol. Because, like, yes. it is a scary story. And Absolutely. Like, <laughs> and with this movie, it's like, oh my god, they went so hard with the horror. Like to this day, like core memories were formed in my brain <laughs> with some of the sequences. And Michael Caine, the leading actor, like, like it's a it's a silly movie. We have Muppets. There's singing. There's dancing. Yeah. Michael Caine plays it so straight. Plays it yeah. so seriously. As yes. serious as a car crash. That's how serious he's taken this movie. And he didn't have to go that hard for it.
0: It's so good. There's just no element about it that doesn't make me smile. Because um, even down to like Gonzo's suit is like authentic of what would have been worn. So the fact that every Muppets outfit was basically historically accurate. And then, yes, you've got these mice who, like, break into their, like, heat wave moment, you know, and they, yeah. like, they leave the story for a second. But yet, Michael Caine is just, he is Scrooge. <laughs> oh, it's just fabulous. You're, here comes yeah, Mr. Scrooge. I agree Pump. with everything that you just said.
1: Yeah, here comes Mr. Scrooge. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this movie, like, it's it's kind of made for kids, but, like... Honestly, they won't appreciate the art that they're watching. Like adults watching this are like, wow, this is like, this is solid stuff. And it's a Muppets movie on top of that.
0: But isn't that the beauty of the Muppets, right? The humor has always been for the adults. Like if you watch the Muppet movie or, you know, The Great Muppet Caper, Muppets Take Manhattan, Muppet Treasure Island, The Muppet Show, it's all been adult humor. Yeah that I feel like them up at Christmas Carol. It's the first time it was ever kind of, well, maybe not at Treasure Island. They were packaged in a way that was a little bit more appealing to kids. Yeah. I, you know, Miss Piggy, just the she has her moments where she's still just Miss Piggy. She's not Mrs. Cratchit and whatever. Right. And when she wants to beat up Scrooge, you can almost hear the hi-ya coming out. It's just <laughs> so it's like that nostalgia for the adults but this great storytelling that the kids can engage with and even the fact that when they get to the ghost of um the future or ghost yet to come depending on which version you're you know listening to uh, um the the rizzo rizzo and gonzo are like yeah this is scary peace out we'll see you later (laughs) like they recognize the severity and harshness of it yeah it's just so good. Of yeah.
1: A core memory formed in my right child there. brain. Yes. I'm like,
0: <laughs> ah, <laughs>
1: this is so scary. Yeah. So before we get into the movie, Let's I have it. to ask, have you been to Disney World? Specifically, Hollywood Studios, formerly known as MGM?
0: For the Muppet Vision 3D? Yes. Hell yeah, I have. Oh, sorry. Heck yeah, I have. <laughs> 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 sorry. I don't know what you need on this. Bonus. No, you could swear. All right. Um,
1: Great.
0: yes, I have. It's amazing.
1: It's so good. Like honestly, it's better than the Star Wars world in my opinion. Ooh, like ooh, hot, hot take. take, hot take. Cuz like it's so it's so fun. It's so good and like uh-huh. I enjoy the humor of it. Like that's mm-hmm. cuz you're talking about like how adults get it and it's also nice for the kids. This is like peak family entertainment. Yes. That everyone can enjoy. Because like people misinterpret family as like, oh, it has to be like super kid friendly. It's like, no, it could be like humor that the adults can get. And there's stuff for kids too. It's like, it's for everybody. And everyone could sit down and enjoy this thing together. And that's what the Muppets are. Because like there's some adult humor that the kids won't get (laughs) over their heads. But then there's a fart joke. Then you have like a, a Swedish chef coming in and it's, he's a silly right. man. It's like, oh, like that's how you do it. That's that's solid humor right there that any, every, mm-hmm. anybody can get.
0: For sure. Oh, yeah. it's It's very – I think it's an underrated part of the Disney world. Oh, yeah. In Disney world and, yeah, in Hollywood Studios, MGM. And, you know, you just – you have the – a really fun moment i mean you get scooter who you don't get very often um which is amazing you've got stadler and waldorf who just two grumpy old men who just need to be protected at all costs and <laughs> there's just nothing not good to say about it i feel like
1: it's a great time it's a great time no. and it's never gonna leave disney world no like no. there will be riots in the streets if they ever get rid of that building of muppet probably Vision. probably <sighs> So, back to A Christmas Carol. Okay. So, Heather, before we dive into what this movie is all about, can you summarize briefly what The Muppet's Christmas Carol is all about?
0: The Muppet Christmas Carol is a beautiful retelling by Gonzo the Weirdo. (laughs) The story of a man who learns truly what christmas is all about and we meet a lovely family along the way and we see the highs and the lows of what life can do to a person and ultimately get scared out of our wits to then find the true meaning of christmas with a few songs and some singing vegetables along the way
1: (laughs) So beautifully said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like this adaptation is so different because like it infuses humor and music. Because yes. a Christmas carol is not a musical.
0: No, it's not.
1: Like here in Chicago, it, it's a tradition. We play it all the time. Every single year, there's a specific actor that plays Scrooge, and it is a play. Yes. There are no singing, it is not a musical, it is not a Broadway. It is a play. People are dramatizing on stage. And if you watch a movie, people are dramatizing it on the screen. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And with the Muppets, they're like, let's have fun with it. Let's make some original music. Here comes Mr. Humbug. Here comes comes Mr. Scrooge. Marley and Marley.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. We got to talk about that scene, too. Okay. So many bangers.
1: So, what I love about cool. this film is, like, uh, Michael Caine's the only human actor. Well, I mean, there's, like, there's some other other kids yeah. around. But, like, for the most part, like, Michael Caine's the only human actor. And then the rest are played by Muppets. And they're credited as the Muppets. Like, Bob Cratchit is Kermit. Right. And he's uh-huh. credited as Kermit. Miss Piggy mm-hmm. is, you know, Emily Cratchits. And then Gonzo is Charles Dickens. <laughs> The narrator Rizzo like,
0: is the only Muppet who's still Rizzo himself. <laughs> it's so good.
1: I'm like, oh wow, okay,
0: yeah. But yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I just love that because, like, I wish more films were like that today, where it's like, you know, you have like, for example, Twilight, and you could keep one actor and then replace mm-hmm. the rest of them with Muppets and then see what yes. happens. And like, that's what they do with this film. Like, yeah. It's like, it's The Christmas Carol, but with Muppets and then Ebenezer Scrooge is the only human actor. And I think that's on purpose, too, because like, he is like it's his story. Like we have this curmudgeon, this guy that's been disenchanted by the holidays and he's kind of like losing all of his loved ones all around him. His partner, his love in life, his family is abandoning him because he's a grumpy old man. And he needs to find the spirit of Christmas once again through spirits. Yes. Ghosts. He gets visited by three ghosts and he discovers the beauty of Christmas again. And I think him being human lends into that because it's like we can transpose us onto the Mm -hmm. actor, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. We can't really do that with Muppets, with puppets, because like they're – They're silly people. They're little little cartoon (laughs) characters, essentially.
0: Yeah. So, But that's what's so interesting, right, Armand? Because being set in the Victorian era, the Victorian era with this idea of spirits and ghosts and seances was like a legit thing. So to be haunted by your partner from the past in Jacob Marley that was probably like legit scary, right? So how do you take this classic literature piece and infuse a level of it? It's kind of how I feel about like, like Bible stories and veggie tales. Mm-hmm. You have this idea where you're sharing like really heavy scriptures, but then throw some vegetables in there. And all of a sudden it's a little <laughs> easier to take in. And so to then infuse, fuse this music and infuse some comedy and it takes itself a little bit more lightly. Mm, Um, but yet they also then have this really beautiful moment where in the ghost of Christmas present, when they visit the Cratchit home and that little tiny Tim, you know, um, sings his little song and you're like, why am I crying? Like, why am I emotionally (laughs) invested in this tiny little frog? Um, Right. Really, then makes the ghost of the future moment like like crap. This is like hardcore.
1: Right, like
0: it's good storytelling.
1: I like that comparison with Veggie Tales because the Bible doesn't pull its punches because like they traverse some pretty dark stuff and pretty dark yes. stuff does happen. Yes, but with Veggie Tales, it maintains the message. It maintains the moral of the story. Yes. But lightens it up. And with uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol, it does the same thing with the Christmas Carol because, like, there's some heavy social commentary going on. For example, with Tiny Tim, like, if you read or watch, like, a traditional Christmas Carol, like, that's, Mm -hmm. like, representative of the times and inequality between, like, the super rich and the super, like, uh, impoverished people. And Tiny Mm -hmm. Tim is, like, a physical representation of that because like he is, he's a crippled little boy and the Cratchits can't really help him because they don't have money.
0: Money. Right.
1: And with uh, this movie, it's definitely downplayed. He's kind of like, Oh, I'm I'm, like hurt. It's, he's like more hurt, but like the message of like his family can't really help him is still there. It's just not as dark as the original story. Right. But the but the the message is still there type of thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's what makes it fun then. Like we've been saying since the beginning, the adults who get it, get it at this higher level. And the kids who are being introduced to it can still get the same themes. Right. Which then either opens up a dialogue between families or opens up the curiosity of the original story.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because like... You don't want to traumatize kids. Oh no! It's not like... uh whoa, is it Grimm's fairy tales? The original German oh, fairy tales? Oh yeah, those. Or, <laughs> ooh, those are like those Cinderella. Are yeah, like her her <laughs> Top sisters. And toes yes, exactly. <laughs> that's a, that's a little too hardcore <laughs> yeah. for kids. Like, I mean, if you want to scare kids, you know, uh, mission accomplished. But like,
0: right,
1: you don't have to shield your kids too much. You can like right. show them, like, oh, you know. Like Mm -hmm. there are people down on their luck. There are people in hard situations, but you don't have to go all the way and like show like the reality of it. You could just like teach them like, Hey, this is happening in a more palatable way. So you don't traumatize a kid. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like the Muppets Christmas Carol does that as well. Because like, for example, we mentioned uh, Jacob Marley's ghost, how, you know, Jacob. Well, in the film, it's two. It's it's the two old people.
0: Old people, yeah. So,
1: got it. You know, they're the old people characters, so you have to have both of them. But like, Jacob Marley is kind of like haunting um, Scrooge from Beyond the Grave because it's like, oh, like as a reminder, yeah. like, hey, you're super into greed and you're like stingy and you don't want to like share your wealth. And you're kind of like hoarding it. Look what happened to me, me being right. greedy. Every single chain that's on my body. Yeah. Was a thing from my greed and my transgressions. Don't be like me. Mm-hmm. And in the Muppets Christmas Carol, it's like that core element is there. It's told yep. through yep. song and dance. Yes. So it's like well, there's... the kids get it in the brain somehow.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, and that's the beauty of the adaptation, right? To bring in Stadler and Waldorf, to have the two Marley brothers and make that small tweak to the story. And... You know, you see them getting choked by the chains. But like in that song, you know, there's that one bit where it's like they're standing outside with their little teddy bears. And I'm like, if a kid can't relate to that, like holding on to their teddy bear, it's just it's just so clever.
1: The innocence of they, childhood.
0: It's just. Yeah, I'm losing my words because I'm getting excited. So I have to like calm myself Get down. excited.
1: Get full of that. <laughs> We're talking get about in the there. Get in.
0: <laughs> So it's just great because then right before that, you have this scene where Rizzo loses his jelly beans right before they get into the house. And you're so you're <laughs> it's just this like juxtaposition of like this really comical high, or like you can fit through those bars, you're such an idiot. Like, and then you're instantly transported into the dark. House and the He has to turn all his lights on And then he's visited by these Spirits and It keeps your emotional Level kind of all over the
1: place Was it Gonzo A.K.A. Charles Dickens that um, Said He keeps his house dark because it's cheaper That way Yes (laughs) Hey I'm frugal too but I'm not going to walk around my house (laughs) with a candle (laughs) (laughs) I'm like oh, that's such goodness. it's it's such a small line, but it encompasses the Scrooge character, mm-hmm. and it also brings levity to his character too. Because like Scrooge is extremely harsh and he's a miserable person, but yeah. like this film kind of treats it as like, uh, it 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 lessens it. It's like more of like yeah. oh he's like a grumpy mm-hmm. instead of like I am so like distraught on life i'm gonna cut everybody out and like isolate myself it's like yeah no he's just he's grumpy you know right he doesn't want to give to he doesn't want to give his money away
0: that sweet little bunny
1: oh yeah like with that scene with <laughs> the bunny because like i don't, i haven't seen any adaptation of scrooge where he like throws something at somebody <laughs> like whoa
0: yeah <laughs> for sure That's well even like money. yeah at the beginning when they're asking for Mercole and he just he bangs his hand on his desk about who wants to spend their time on the unemployment line and like there's so much force behind that basically yelling at you know kermit and the mice yeah that you're like oh oh you're you're scary you know um Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to
1: lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: To the Muppets from like a childlike mindset. Like I just now I'm just like, I want Michael Caine to be Scrooge in like an adult production where there's no Muppets because he'd probably go to like another level. That would scare me. Just saying. Hmm.
1: I mean, that's what happens when you have, like, a world-class mm-hmm. actor in this film. Because he has he has no business yeah. being in this movie. <laughs> but he chose to be here. He was like, he chose, I'm going to yeah. be Scrooge. I'm going to be the best Scrooge ever. I just love that juxtaposition, that contrast between, like, it's, the super serious Oscar performance. Yeah. yeah. And then silly puppets all around him. <laughs>
0: It doesn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't work.
1: It shouldn't work, but it does work.
0: But it does, because if you then like, let's go to Muppet Treasure Island for a second, right? Where you've got Tim Curry in with all of these Muppets as
1: well. And he's wacky,
0: and and he's wacky, and like, oh, well, that makes sense.
1: He's matching. That totally the tone. works. Yeah. Yes, that's it. It's tone, because Treasure Island. It's an adventure story. It's about like pirates, yeah. and they're going to this island to find treasure. You know all this stuff. So it's, 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 it's funny. It's, it's, it's yeah. silly. And yeah. with, uh, the Christmas Carol, it is a serious story. Uh-huh. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a reminder to open up your hearts and to be warm in the holidays and not be cold like the harsh yep. winter.
0: Yes. So Michael Caine's yes. like,
1: he has to embody that spirit there. He can't be too, mm-hmm. too silly. Cause then the, right. the redemption arc for Scrooge won't be impactful if he's like, Yeah. Tim Curry dancing around. Yeah, for sure. Huh. So that makes, see, it makes sense, huh?
0: There we go. (laughs) Solving all the world's problems one podcast at a time. (laughs) Exactly. That's great.
1: So let's talk about the Cratchit family a little bit. Because I want to highlight uh, Kermit the Frog because, in my opinion, I think Kermit embodies... It, like if if it's anybody, Kermit embodies the soul of uh, a Christmas story because uh-huh. a Christmas Carol. Excuse me, no one's shooting their eye out, kid. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he embodies it because he is that. I mean, I guess it's Tiny Tim, but like his family is like the reason, the catalyst for Scrooge to warm up and to not mm-hmm. be an asshole anymore (laughs) because like it's because of his inequality his son his family they don't have food they buy the biggest goose for the family and all this stuff so like i think kermit embodies the christmas carol if one muppet does embody it do you what, what do you think of that?
0: that's a really interesting point yeah i think it it, as you were talking it made me think of the one scene in the beginning of the film where as they're negotiating for more coal at the store or the shop or the business um you know he's using logic with scrooge like you know, or being closed on Christmas. Maybe that's what it is. Like, you know, it, it would burn a lot of expensive coal if we were open tomorrow and no other businesses were open. And, right. and I feel like this mindset that they gave Kermit to be Bob Cratchit really was, I am here for all mankind. I am here to take care of my family and support, you know, um, all different avenues of people. And we see that with wishing scrooge's nephew a merry christmas you see it when he's playing with the penguins on his walk home and you know the the song and dance with his son as they're coming home from church and so he just he loves people which we know kermit does as well which is fun um (laughs) but then there's like a humility with him you know, once he is home and he loves his family. So I, I can jive with what you're saying. I think there's something very true about that. That heart of what the story is about. and um, Right. Oh, that just drew a parallel in my head, Armand.
1: Do it. What is it?
0: Okay. So it makes me wonder, because there's that moment with the ghost of Christmas present. With Scrooge, where he's like starting to get it a little bit and I'm wondering if it's because Bob Cratchit as with Kermit is a very similar mindset as the ghost of Christmas present and there's a familiarity there that Scrooge picks up on with the ghost of Christmas present that he might not get from anybody else because there's already some rooted things in there interesting
1: I think you're onto something because I do have a theory with this uh film oh just the way that it is filmed because like before Scrooge uh, encounters any of the ghosts, he goes to bed. He goes to sleep. So yes. this could be, quote, all a dream. This is could mm-hmm. where that trope comes from. Yep. So like, I think the ghosts represent people in his life, like Ooh, three ghosts. Yeah. And I think yeah. Ghost of Christmas Presents is representative by Bob Cratchit, Kermit the Frog's character. Because Kermit yes. does embody the spirit of Christmas. Yes. He embodies it. His character mm-hmm. embodies mm-hmm. it hmm So if we're tracking with that theory, then when uh, uh, when Scrooge encounters the Ghost of Christmas present, he's thinking of Bob Cratchit, and then he is in, he it's manifesting as this spirit of like, you know, like whoa, holly jolly, excess and joy, Christmas. Yeah. Makes sense because like they're yeah. two like thematically they're kind of the same person.
0: For sure, like for sure, deep down,
1: they represent the same thing.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know who the other two ghosts are. Maybe we can figure that out. But Ghosts of Christmas yeah. Past was represented by like a little girl, which was super mm-hmm. creepy. Nightmare Fuel, in my opinion, for I was sure. like, oh, this is creepy. Um, I don't know. I don't know who that would be. Maybe the ghosts of Marley, but then we saw Marley earlier, or Marley's. I want-
0: I mean, could it be the the girl he left behind?
1: From his from his childhood, his, his love,
0: his love. I don't know a sister. Uh, I don't know a cla- not, I don't know. Uh, I'm just making up stuff. I don't know, but I do need to put a pin in this conversation for like 30 seconds because <laughs> we just have to take a brief moment to recognize Sam the Eagle, being an English prof-
1: yeah. <laughs> professor. I love his character.
0: It's too good. Okay, unpin. We're good.
1: Yeah, because he's like super, he's a bald eagle. So he's like super America, American. It's the American, American way. It's the British, British. way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there's that brief moment, then he looks back to be like, was that right? Like, it's just so good. Anyway, yes. So very interesting.
1: Yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean. Good parallel with, like, the Ghost of Christmas present and then Bob Cratchit. Yeah. Deep down, they they represent the same thing. Yeah. I don't know sure. who the Ghost of Christmas... Oh! Duh. There it is. Okay. Duh. The Ghost of Christmas future, yeah. uh, represented by, like, the Grim Reaper-looking guy. hmm I think that's how Scrooge sees himself. Because ultimately, that's his... Ooh, that's because deep. like he sees himself and he like looks at the gravestone and it's it's his yeah. name. He's like, No. And then he sees like no one cares about him. Yeah. Like everyone's talking bad about him. like, oh, he was like yeah. a curmudgeon, he's 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 mean. Who cares about this guy that's selling all this crap? Mm-hmm. Like I think that ghost that's how he views himself and he's like, I don't wanna be like that. I don't wanna be like him. Please tell me who is this man? that everyone forgets it's me oh my god i think that's i think that tracks <laughs>
0: that's deep man i buy that <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> ghost of christmas past i don't know i need to mm. dwell on that for a few more minutes i don't know who yeah. sense that it's, it's probably his long lost love it is his long lost love from his childhood it's the, the only girl thing that he i can think of with. yeah has to so be. or the innocence of childhood
0: Or the innocence of childhood. Because the ghost
1: is represented by by a little girl. So it makes sense. Oh, remember when things were great? It's kind of like Citizen Kane, if you saw that movie. I Uh,
0: have. A long time ago, but yeah.
1: Because that whole thesis was like the innocence of childhood. Yeah. Remember how I had everything when I was a kid? And then when I had, Mm -hmm. well, I had nothing when I was a kid, but it seemed like everything. Everything. That's when life was good and simple. And when I have literally everything, everything, I'm super rich just empty on the inside yeah i want to go back to when i was a kid and i think that's scrooge too it's it's the businessman archetype where it's like for sure because scrooge is like successful businessman boss he has his company and Mm -hmm. he literally has everything he's super rich but he is broken on the inside Mm -hmm. because he knows the things that truly matter he has none of it right yes okay i think we deciphered it (laughs) Okay. Whew. Would you like to talk about the humor of this movie? Because I I do have a question for you.
0: Oh, okay. I could talk about some humor in it. Okay. Yeah.
1: We, we were highlighting some of the humorous moments, like when uh, Rizzo was trying to go over the fence and he like falls down, mm-hmm. and then like he goes through it in that yes. same scene, and then Gonzo's like, "Wait, you could fit through the bars." <laughs> You are an idiot. Okay. And then, like, the thing with the Sam the Eagle, how mm-hmm. he's, like, trying to be American. And it's like, oh, I mean, British. British. So yes. do you think the humor in this movie, I mean, this came out in 92? Mm-hmm. Like, over 30 years ago? Do you think the humor holds up? Do you think the humor is timeless? Or do you think it's dated?
0: Ooh.
1: Heather, super fan, Muppet, super fan. What do you think? What do you think?
0: I'm feeling like it holds up. Okay. I feel like it's simple humor. I feel like it's classic Muppet humor. I don't currently have anything in my brain that tells me there's anything that would be like ooh, that didn't hold up well kind of humor, right? Yeah, Bill Clinton
1: coming out with a saxophone. (laughs) I thought that was a weird scene with Fozzie Winks, Fozzie Bear. Well,
0: yeah, I mean...
1: That didn't happen, guys. That didn't happen. But if that that did happen, it would be Dayton. It would be like, well, yes, exactly.
0: So, yeah. Mm, yeah, mm. So, I mean, I, I feel like you know it it starts off strong where they're welcoming you know the the viewers to the movie and it's like i know the story like the back of my hand and rizzo's like prove it and so then like Gonzo starts explaining the I back of his hand <laughs> yeah and it's like oh so this is what we're in for so like it kind of sets up this like
1: mm-hmm.
0: childlike humor right um um and i i I would be curious to know if someone coming in who doesn't know the Muppets if the humor would be lost on them, right?
1: I don't in my or, opinion, i I do agree with yes. you I do think the humor is timeless because it's not making any pop culture references no nope. if anything it's a it's satire of the story, a Christmas carol so yes. it's in a way a wink and a nod. At Christmas, it's a little bit of a parody, mm-hmm. but it still maintains the message yes. of A Christmas Carol.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing is... The humor isn't low brow. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, like, there we go.
1: I don't think it would be... I don't think we'd be talking about it today if it was like fart jokes left For and right. Sure. Or like... There's a little bit of a slapstick, but that's kind of... Timeless if it's done right, which they do. It's not yes. like it's kind of like Three Stooges, you know. Three, Stooges. Mm-hmm. you can watch Three mm-hmm. Stooges now and be like, Oh, this is funny, right? But it's not like dumb and dumber, yeah. Humor, where I mean, it's funny, but it's like, I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch that, or right. it just doesn't, it's not yeah. as funny as it was 20 years ago, type of thing,
0: for sure, for sure. Well, I think it's interesting because, okay, ready for another hot take?
1: What's the hot take?
0: So I don't like the movie Elf. I enjoyed it the first time.
1: I don't know if I can invite you back.
0: That's fine. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'll watch it if that's what the movie selection is for like a group of people, but I'm not going to choose to watch it on my own. And so there's something about it that I'm like, yeah, this is not holding up for me.
1: You don't like pouring syrup on your spaghetti? so gross is it because of the Peter Dinklage scene no are you from the North Pole oh, very funny guy
0: <laughs> oh he's an angry elf
1: <laughs> The Santa know you're here
0: yeah I just yeah I don't know if it's just um, I don't know there's just something about it It's not my favorite um, and it just it feels a little bit too childlike humor for me Elf? Yeah. So what am I missing that makes Is it Will Farrell? Is it just Will Farrell
1: that here's, maybe I'm
0: having a hard time with?
1: Here's the thing with
0: so it doesn't equate to Muppet Christmas Carol for me.
1: It, because it's almost The thing with Elf is that Will Farrell both embodies the Muppets and little bit of scrooge because he's a human character because okay. um will ferrell there's an arc with his character because he's from the north pole and he grew up with, yes. with elves okay and he thinks he's an elf he's just a big elf even though he's human right. and he's it's kind of like a fish out of water situation where he goes in new york and he's like mm-hmm. operating with his north pole brain in yep. the real world and he's trying to like Went over his dad, who is literally Scrooge, right? So, I think the disconnect is Will Ferrell might be embodying too many things for you.
0: Interesting.
1: Instead of like having, because in the beginning of the film, he's like in like a I forget the name of those cartoons, like the Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer or yeah. Frosty, where they're little claymation characters. Uh-huh. If those were throughout the entire film, like it goes to New York with Frosty the Snowman or mm-hmm. with Rudolph, and you got the claymation Frank Frank and Bash, I think that's what they're called <laughs> uh, characters. Would that yeah. help?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I might have to I watch just don't it like again. that's an interesting point. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've like completely deviated for like 30 seconds, (laughs) it's an interesting conversation because I feel like the humor, it's, it's everything you said. It's making fun of itself. It's not just humor for humor's sake.
1: Right. It's situational humor because elf is, there's some situational humor, but a lot of it's just jokes.
0: Right. And that's what, so they don't feel as bad. Like it's not as balanced for me. So maybe that's what I'm feeling. Interesting. Hmm. Who knew this podcast would also be therapy for Heather? Um.
1: <laughs> and why you don't like Will Farrell?
0: <laughs> no, Heather. he's
1: great. I don't like Elf. So. I love Elf for okay. the record.
0: Okay. It's been lovely being here. I'll never be invited back. It's fine.
1: No, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. So with silly. Gonzo and Rizzo. Yeah. Because, like, <clears throat> every adaptation of this story is, like, it's through the eyes of Scrooge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's like third-person Scrooge. It's not first-person. But there's no narrators. There's no omnipresent narrators. Mm-hmm. With this one, there is. Yes. Gonzo is Charles Dickens. Rizzo is Rizzo. And they're narrating. They're guiding the the viewer throughout this story. Mm-hmm. Do you think that adds or distracts? From the overall narrative,
0: mm. I feel like it adds to it.
1: It adds, and
0: maybe I'm maybe I'm just partial to loving this movie <laughs> and loving the Muppets. Um, but you know when 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 Charles Dickens, aka Gonzo, is like the Marleys were dead to begin with. You know, to have then Rizzo basically be like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> it, you know, there's something that it's like, "Oh, that's how I would feel if I was reading that." You know, right? So I feel like it it allows you to sort of live through some of their thoughts and feelings about the story. You know, yeah. Um, like when they get they go inside, you know, Scrooge's business, and Rizzo's like, "Wow, it's colder in here than it is outside." You know, for winter. and <laughs> he's basically like providing commentary along the way right. of like how they feel about the story. And I'm like, that's clever. And I, so I feel like it adds something to the overall storytelling.
1: It does because like, I think it's, it might be for the kids. If you think about it, because like the adults are Quite watching possibly. it and they get the visual storytelling mm-hmm. and they're going to rep, they're going to, explain also in words what's happening it's like Mm -hmm. me watching i'm like oh scrooge is like this cold man Mm -hmm. he's shutting out everybody yes he's a literal scrooge yeah and then gonzo and rizzo are like oh it's so cold in here it's colder in here than it is outside poetic way of saying this guy is a jerk jerk yep but, yep. like, you know, we have the visual storytelling, then we have the literal. We have
0: the, okay. Yep.
1: So it's like, if you didn't get it, now you do.
0: Now you do. So
1: I think for the context of the Muppets, it makes sense.
0: Right. I think if they were to try to do this non-Muppet kind of way, like all humans with a narrator, I don't think it would work.
1: No. Unless it's like a a kid's movie.
0: Okay. Like, like, sure.
1: Like, aimed to kids, yeah. Because, like, if you look at like a lot of the Christmas stuff that's aimed towards children, like for example, Frosty the Snowman, the cartoon, mm-hmm. there's a narrator. There's also a narrator in the song. They're talking about Frosty. Frosty's not singing. It's yep. <laughs> It's it's yeah. So it makes sense where it's like they're kind of guiding the audience yep. along. Mm-hmm. And an adult doesn't need guidance; they're gonna mm-hmm. get what they're being shown, hopefully. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but like for Thanks. kids, they're not—they're not gonna get. They're—they're yeah. They're gonna be focusing on the wrong things, maybe like the visuals right. or mm-hmm. maybe Gonzo looks funny. Yeah. But they—they they need to be told, like, "Hey, Scrooge is mean. He is mean. He is. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be like him. Sure. I won't be like him." that's just my opinion but like yeah. if it was for I'm, like, imagine you're watching a movie and like the narrator walks into frame like now everybody see this right. guy You'd be like what am I watching right now is this a parody exactly. is this supposed to be funny right now because that's yeah. like a comedic moment but if they're t- t- playing straight it's like who's this movie for it's not for me
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so I think it does add
0: I Yeah, I agree. I just, I think it's fun. Because even like when you watch it, there's that, you can kind of see Gonzo switching in between Charles Dickens and Gonzo. Like when he's talking to the audience, it's Charles Dickens. But then he kind of, quote unquote, breaks character when he talks to Rizzo, and then kind of comes back and...
1: Maybe he is in character all the time. We don't know what Charles Dickens we, that's was. That's
0: true. A valid point. Valid point.
1: <laughs> aren't you? A, aren't you a fan of Doctor Who?
0: Um, I mean, I've seen some episodes. I can't say that I'm, you know, a like big Doctor Who fan, but um, like I don't stop and watch it. But my former roommate and my best friend, um, huge Who fan, so I would watch them with her.
1: There's an episode where the doctor meets Charles Dickens. Okay. As he's reciting uh, the Christmas Carol, and the doctor calls him Charlie. He's like, What? Oh. He's like, well, well, I know. I'm sorry. I know the ladies call you Charlie. And he's like, What? Well, how do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so we don't know what he was like personally. Very but...
0: true. Very true. <laughs> My apologies.
1: <laughs> but a lot of the Muppet characters do that. Like they're. Like, for example, Kermit, like he's representing Bob Cratchit, but at the end of Mm -hmm. the day, he's also Kermit the Frog. Right. So, and like you said, with Miss Piggy, too. Like, even though she is Emily Cratchit, she's also Miss Piggy.
0: She's also (laughs) Miss Piggy. Yes. Yes.
1: So, there's that duality going on. It's almost like, it's almost like this movie is like, I'm watching a play Mm -hmm. and these, quote, actors the Muppets Mm -hmm. are performing these characters. They're not actually the characters,
0: the characters. Yeah.
1: They do break character. They do break the fourth wall. Look at Mm -hmm. the, the, the audience. Every time that happens with Gonzo, I'm like, who are you talking to? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Guys. I'm like, Whoa, who are you talking to?
0: Yeah, (laughs) for sure. So well, and even to have you know, like Electric Mayhem, like, to have the band at Fozzy Wig's party, you're like, <laughs> you know, an animal yelling to quiet everybody down. Like it doesn't make sense, but then it does make sense.
1: Yeah, with the drum kit, boom
0: boom, with the drum
1: kit, he's going. I was like, yeah. oh my animal's here.
0: Like he doesn't lose, he doesn't lose his animalness. Right. Because he's in this Victorian classic literature story. Right. Um, and so maybe that's it. Maybe when you start watching it, you just instantly have like a Muppet filter that's applied where you're like, eh, that's fine. <laughs> the Muppets.
1: Right. Because like, if I'm going into a Muppet anything, I'm going to expect to see the Muppets acting like right. the Muppets. Yeah. Then what's the point? It's like, yeah. it's it's the equivalent of like, there's certain expectations And it's kind of like if if like they made a Muppet movie now and it was all CGI, oh, like no physical puppets, you'd be like, "What the hell is this?" Right? Yep. Like there's certain expectations. Like if I'm going to see Kermit the Frog, I want him to act like Kermit the Frog. Exactly. If I'm going to see Miss Piggy, I want her to act like Miss Piggy. If I see Sam the Eagle, I want him to be patriotic. Yes. Him to be reminded, hey, we're not in America right now. (laughs) We're in Britain. So I do enjoy that they, they break character yeah. frequently in this movie. It adds to the charm.
0: It does. Yes. Which oh. then ultimately makes Michael Caine that much more brilliant.
1: Yes. Because it's almost like they plucked him out of the real Victorian era. <laughs> like he's literally Scrooge and just plopped him into the set of the Muppet movie. Yeah. Yep. And then see what happens. For sure. I'm sure that's how it was pitched at the Henson Uh studio. Like, what if we just took Scrooge and put him in here? What would happen? Yeah. And then we saw what would happen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
1: I absolutely love it. (laughs) So we're nearing the end of the show, Heather. But I do have some off-the-fence questions for you. Bring it on. And I kind of mentioned this early on. I wanted to put like a pin in it. Now I'm going to take hey. the pin out.
0: All right. I'm ready.
1: My first question for you. If you were to remake a movie,
0: yes. any movie. Yes.
1: Keep one actor and replace yes. the rest with Muppets. Yes. What movie would you do?
0: Okay. So um, I've been, so this is probably the question I was like, please ask this question. <laughs>
1: um,
0: it's a deep question. Because I I've seen a lot like on the internet. Of people doing this exact question, and I've seen like Les Mis being offered out, which would be oh my God. phenomenal.
1: That would actually be really good.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, Mis, right? Muppets. Yeah. Um, I've seen Pride and Prejudice thrown out there. Um, although with that one, I'm not sure who would remain the human. Um, probably Darcy, and then everybody else would be Muppets. Um. So those are the two that like I've seen already like put out into the universe. And I have to say, I kind of feel like Lay Miz is a good one. Um it's a solid choice. I just I think that would be really funny to see how the Henson Studios would do that. Um have Jean Valjean be a human okay. and have everybody else be Muppets.
1: Um, who would play Jean Valjean?
0: That's a good question. I didn't hate Hugh Jackman. I don't love Hugh Jackman. He was all right. He was okay. I think the, I mean, the issue was of, of everyone Crow. else in the, the movie. He was better than Russell Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, I mean, I also think it'd be interesting to get someone who's done it on Broadway to do it. Um
1: well, Russell, not Russell. Uh Hugh Jackman just did The Music Man. I think man. that was last yeah. year or 2 years ago. Mhm. So,
0: so I could mean, sing. that could work. Um, I mean like Phantom of the Opera could be kind of comical as oh well. Oh
1: god, yeah, that would be great.
0: I mean, can you imagine like Kermit with like a little half mask kind so of you thing. want
1: Kermit to be the fan I,
0: I mean I just think that would be funny. Um
1: Angel of Music.
0: I mean, I mean come on. It's so good. Sing um, for me. You know, I just I think that would be funny. Cause then it you know, cause then would you put Christine as a human
1: She would have to be like, human.
0: She'd ha- you know to do all of the musical components of it. I think would be, but can then can you see Miss Piggy being? Oh crap! What's her name? The the what the other singing person who kind of gets replaced by Christine. I can't remember her name, I, I, but I could see that happening. You know, so I mean, like, I think that would be really fun. I think Kermit um, would
1: be the love interest for Christine, the good guy.
0: Oh, yeah. Who would that be? That would it's be not Kermit.
1: Kermit. You don't think it would be Kermit? You think it Kermit, Kermit Kermit has to be the Phantom? Well, who would just, the Phantom uh, be? Fozzie yeah. Bear? <laughs> Gonzo?
0: Gonzo? Gonzo would be funny, though, because then the mask would have to include his long nose. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Check. Um, so, like, Phantom would be really funny. I also feel like I could see maybe like an Alfred Hitchcock movie being done with the Muppets. I don't know if it would be like Rear Window.
1: Psycho. The Birds.
0: The Birds. The problem with like Psycho is like there's just not enough characters to fill in Muppets. But can you imagine like Rear Window where <laughs> he's looking at it, all That'd the different insane. windows of the other apartment it's all the different
1: Muppets. <laughs> It's insane
0: funny um yeah so so probably lame is lame
1: is a solid miss piggy would be the i don't know her the prostitute character
0: oh yeah which actually um, makes sense putting
1: makeup on a pig analogy (laughs) i'm just saying
0: oh because then could sam the eagle be the cop like law and justice or would that be too big of a role for Sam? That will be too to... big.
1: Sam works as yeah. so like a side character. Yeah. I, I don't know who the inspector would be. Ozzy? No, he's... No, he's too that's... lovable. Oh, I don't know. It will have to be like... I wish we could have like a crossover. It could be like... um, what the hell's his name? The guy that lives in a trash can? Oscar the Grouch?
0: Oscar the Grouch? Ooh, good, Yeah. I
1: don't know.
0: Yeah. All right. But yeah, so that would probably be my vote.
1: Have you heard of Hereditary? Um a horror film?
0: I don't think I have. Uh,
1: do you like horror movies? I don't think you do.
0: Um, I love a good psychological thriller scary movie. Oh, okay. um, sometimes horror, depending on the gore level, doesn't necessarily be my cup of tea, but
1: this movie is this movie's gory at, okay. at times. It's, it's okay. more of a slow burn type thing. Okay. You would like the Babadook. Okay. Because like the first section of it is very psychological. But like for those listening, I would do a horror movie.
0: Interesting. Where I
1: would keep one actor okay. and replace the rest with Muppets and then infuse comedy in there. Okay. Maybe like Scream.
0: Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Where you would have Nev Campbell's character as the person, the actor, okay. and then the rest are muppets. That's what I, I would do that. Oh my god, I would do
0: that. <laughs> that would be funny and just have stuffing come out of them when they Yeah. <laughs> stab. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, or or actually Well, what I would actually do is Beetlejuice. Oh. I would keep Lydia as uh, Winona Ryder's character as the human. Okay. Yeah. And then the rest are Muppets. They're all Muppets. Can you imagine Beetlejuice, Muppets? And they also don't have to be like the Muppet Muppets. It could be like, you know, original Muppets. Muppets, yeah. Who would be Beetlejuice? We always go to Gonzo.
0: I don't know. Because well, he's a weird one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine, like, a, a puppet version of, like, Beetlejuice?
0: The, a puppet version like of Beetlejuice would be stellar. Yes. That'd be sick. I would support that.
1: That's that's the one thing I would promote. Be like... Okay. Because they're doing Beetlejuice 2 right now with uh, Jenna oh, Ortega, yeah. who's, I believe, the daughter of Lydia... Without okay that character. would make sense and it's like yeah. do we need a part two eh, it'll be awesome if they put muppets in there <laughs> if you're gonna do just something a, if just you're gonna,
0: throw a muppet in there if you're gonna
1: do a cash grab like that might as well do something unique and different yeah and have for it for sure just do something off the ball like you know what everyone's expecting uh beetlejuice 2 it's gonna be beetlejuice the muppets beetlejuice yes oh my gosh. interesting God. I'm, huh. t- I'm going to put that out in the universe, Muppets, Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: But, like, Les Mis Muppets would actually be really good. Did you watch the dramatization of Les Mis on Amazon, the 10-part miniseries?
0: Um, I didn't because I didn't have Amazon Prime Um, because I... Yeah,
1: if you're a fan of Les Mis, there's no singing, there's no dancing, sure. it is a drama retelling okay. of Les Mis, and it's so good. All right, Jean Valjean and that, stellar. I'm sure you've seen The Crown, right?
0: Um, I I started watching The Crown. I haven't gotten terribly <laughs> far in it.
1: I was going to say the actor that plays Prince Charles in the latest season, okay. John BelJean, okay. And when I saw him in the Crown, I was like, John BelJean. John, <laughs> <laughs> what? That's him. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. So. So. That's a recommendation right. for me. But back to the Muppets Christmas Carol.
0: Yes, I'm focused.
1: Um, second to last question: Do you think? Okay. Um. So, like, we talked about, like, the overall themes of this, like, you know, redemption mm-hmm. for Scrooge and, like, yeah. you know, the spirit of Christmas. Do you mm-hmm. think this movie, definitive answer, do you think this movie is the best representation of the Christmas Carol when it comes to that type of stuff? Yes. Oh! <laughs> why?
0: <laughs> um, oh, wait. Maybe I misunderstood your question. Is it the Best interpretation of the Christmas Carol? Yes. (laughs) Is it the best story about the Christmas spirit and redemption?
1: I didn't ask that, but sure. Oh, (laughs) okay.
0: Which question did you ask me? The first one?
1: When it comes to a Christmas Carol. Carol.
0: And like the story. The answer is yes. It's the best. It's the best one out there.
1: More than Jim Carrey's? Christmas Carol animation movie. (laughs) That was a solid movie because it's animated. You can do whatever you want.
0: It's very true. It's it's my opinion. We can more than
1: Doctor Who's a Christmas Carol where they go in (laughs) space.
0: I've not seen that one, so maybe I need to see it. It's all right. But any other film adaptation, to me, this is the best one.
1: Yeah, this one's hard. I do like the Jim Carrey one because okay. they could just do whatever because it's animated. Right. Which I do appreciate. Yeah. But he had to like, the traditional ones fall flat in my opinion. hmm mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I love seeing it live performed on sure. stage because it's elevated that way i'm seeing people emote in front of me uh-huh. story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like the movies just i don't know maybe we're due for like a new one
0: yeah well and i don't i, I mean live theater is live theater you right. can't you just can't
1: that's right. a
0: different conversation but i feel like yeah probably the jim carrey one with being animated because it lends itself to some freedoms that you can't do otherwise when it's just a dark set with the houses and humans trying to emote these things i just i feel like you lose some of the warmth of what the story actually is Mm. um they're dark themes and they're very hard but even the Ghost of Christmas Present that's supposed to be very jovial and fun and really get you in the spirit I don't think is represented well in the other films.
1: It's hard to do. I but think put with today's a technology, 7 foot
0: guy in a you know <laughs> a
1: I think with today's good. technology with like special effects and mm-hmm. uh, cinematography I think we can have like a film that gets both Like, you know, like the slow, cold dread of like Mm -hmm. Scrooge's uh, psyche and then actually have, you know, the joy be represented through, you know, actors and special effects Mm -hmm. and lighting Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I think we're due for something really good if done right, if done right with like a good director. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But we just haven't seen it so far, in my opinion.
0: Nope. I would agree. And
1: The Muppet's Christmas Carol, even though it is silly, the emotional depth is still there of the story. And it's, it's, it's a good vehicle to tell the story. So hot take. But I agree with it. Because I do try. I'm like, let me watch A Christmas Carol. Oh, this is boring. Yeah. And I watch mm-hmm. boring movies. I love boring <laughs> movies. There's no substance here. There's something lost in translation. Now, my final question for you, Heather: Would you recommend a Muppets Christmas Carol to a friend?
0: Absolutely,
1: <laughs> no hesitation.
0: Absolutely, I it's I watch it every year. Wow! At Christmas, um, there, are, there are two movies at the holiday season that get me ready to go for the the season. One is White Christmas. And one is The Muppet Christmas Carol. They're the two movies that sort of kickstart my holiday season. And I just, if I haven't said it enough, the humor and the, the seriousness of The Muppet Christmas Carol that provides you this, okay, this is what the meaning of Christmas, of just... Seeing someone go have a true redemption in the goofiest way possible—it's just—it's heartwarming.
1: It truly is because, like, we have so, yeah. that core story mm-hmm. being told in this comedic way, but it doesn't yes. lose the the depth of no. his redemption because, Correct. like, Michael Caine is playing it straight. Yes. It's the background, it's the backdrop of, like, mm-hmm. it's a little bit silly. Just a little bit silly. They don't mm-hmm. go, like, full, like, slapstick humor, fart mm-hmm. jokes. Like, everything is, like, nuanced. Right. It's done well. Which you would yes. expect from Jim Henson's studio. Correct. R.I.P. Jim Henson. The film was dedicated to him. So they're like, we need yes. to go fully into this we need to make sure this is yes. up to his standard and it was and
0: it was for sure
1: i totally recommend this to a friend yeah this isn't my go-to every year
0: mm-hmm. okay
1: god white christmas i'm sorry it's so boring Oh. <gasps> i don't like that movie because the music box oh. here in chicago they do a double feature every year yeah it's a wonderful life in white okay. christmas yeah and one year i was like i'm gonna do both it's a Wonderful Life was first. I love that movie. Sure, so it's good. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's like a Christmas carol in a way. A little bit. And like after that they do White Christmas. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm falling asleep. Uh- Bing Crosby singing, Danny Kaye dancing. That's it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Heather. All
0: right. Well- I'll give you elf if you give me white Christmas and we'll just call it even.
1: I'll give you White Christmas. Okay. I I can have Elf. Wait, yeah, and you can have White Christmas. Yes. It's fine.
0: Okay.
1: Heather, thank you so much for coming on. This Thanks was a for blast. Me. I'm very surprised you chose Muppet's Christmas Carol. You're like I said, Why? Muppet's Christmas Carol. And I was like, I didn't expect that, but okay. And here okay. we, we're talking about how great it is, how it stood the test of time. Michael Caine, be Michael Caine, just retired from acting. Wish he didn't. Solid. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this was this was a great time. Okay. Yeah. We have to do all WSTR crew in person. It's going to happen. It's going to yeah. happen one of these days. It's going to happen. Perfect. But. Have a great holiday. Hey, you too. This was a great way to kick off the holiday season. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. Heather, where can
1: people hear more of you?
0: Well, yeah, I am part of the WSTR podcast, so you can find us at WSTR Media on all the socials. Um, Personally, I am at Hawk Awesome um, on Instagram. Um, I am no longer on Twitter or X or whatever <laughs> these new kids are calling it. Um, it's just too toxic for Heather, so she's not there no more. Amen. Um, <laughs> so, uh, just note I am set to private on Instagram. So if <laughs> I don't accept your request right away, um, just bear with me. Um, there's some creepy people out there um, yep. in the in the universe, <laughs> but yeah, that's where you oh can find me.
1: Well, thank. Oh, like, yeah. I love WSDR. I'm on there sometimes, trying to, we trying to, trying to sound cool. But yeah, I mean, you always tease that news. You always t- talk about the latest Star Wars stuff. It's a good time. Everyone, good go, time. go listen to WSTR. Until next time, stop the scroll. Spend more time watching. Bye, everybody.
0: That's it for this time on the Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Keep the conversation going by adding us on Instagram and letterboxd at syndicate or join the discord server where you can catch our monde along other podcasters and listeners at syndicate.com slash discord. And until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye.